Hi everybody, my name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 121 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. B. Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Listen, stranger, can you get the idea? We don't like to see bad boys like you and Todd. Go get your mule. <laughs> you let him get away from you? <laughs> see, that's what I want to talk to you about. He's feeling real bad. Huh? My mule. You see, he got all riled up when you went fired those shots at his feet. Hey, you making some kind of joke? Oh, no. You see, I understand you men were just playing around, but the mule just doesn't get it. Of course, if you were to all apologize. It's nice, you laughing. You see, my mule don't like people laughing. It's the crazy idea you're laughing at him. Now, if you apologize like I know you're going to, I might convince him that you really didn't mean it. Yeah, so I, that was a secret meeting I got uh, between Trump and the globalists. And, Is that what uh, that was, brother? Yeah, they were insulting Trump's mule. Uh, you know, uh, all the dogs across America have been insulted. You, you know? know, everybody, everybody's yeah, insulted, yeah, brother. Everybody's dogs, being canceled. Yeah. You know, it's the cows. A, it's, and, you know what? It's a fistful of dollars. The, the cows How about that? In, the cows in India—they're all insulted now. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, if the, if the globalists would just apologize, you know, we, we won't have to take any drastic action. I'm just Everybody's saying, assaulted, brother. You know. My dead mom and my dead my dead dad are insulted, <laughs> <laughs> and they're not even here. I think my microphone's insulted. <laughs> Everybody's insulted. We're all insulted. <laughs> my dead parents are insulted. Oh yeah, my goodness! Yeah. You know what, brother? So I'm gonna have to start canceling you a little bit. What's that? You know, I'm just gonna start canceling you a little bit. I don't know. Uh, just, boy, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, don't, I can't pinpoint exactly did, what, did, did, but do, something about your aura did, that do, is do, do I need to lay down insulting? on the couch or anything? And you might, you might, have, to. You <laughs> might have to. You might have to, bro. Okay, we got a therapy <laughs> session going, folks. So here we go. Go ahead, Doc. We got the therapy <laughs> session going. <laughs> so tell me. Yes. What makes me extremely sad? What, makes what it, insults you so much that it makes you extremely sad? 
What insults me so much that makes me extremely sad. I'm completely baffled at this point. I have no idea. I've never really thought about that. Oh, my goodness, bro. That's the world we live in right now, brother. Yeah. Anything that is insulting to anybody, guess what? They got the right to call them out. People got the right to call them those out that are insulting them. And try to remove them from, you know, the social world we live in. I guess. <laughs> well, I I had a uh, I had a theory. Okay. About this, now, course, but I'm going to wait until you mention specifically who has been canceled. Okay. Well, well go ahead. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, you were waiting yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so. <laughs> Remember, I'm I'm under therapy right You're now. You're under therapy. That's right. That's right. All right. So I'll start with this. All right. Cancel culture has defined a way of behaving in a society or group, especially on social media, in which it is uh, in which sorry in which it is common to completely reject, completely reject and stop supporting someone because they have said or done something that offends you. Uh, let me give you a few points here. The main argument against council culture is that it doesn't enable people who have wrong society the opportunity to apologize and learn from their mistakes. If you are an internet user, chances are you have come across the idea that we live in a council culture or a, or a call-out culture. So, with that said, brother, recently, that famous writer... Get this, children book writer, mm-hmm. Dr. Seuss, <laughs> has been canceled. So, folks, if you have Dr. Seuss books, as I do, my family does, save them. Because they're going to be worth a lot of money, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah, You sent me a link, and what was the price in those, brother? <laughs> I think it was in the thousands. In the thousands. As I recall. So, oh. hmm. And they just got started. They just got started. Wait till the collectors get, yep. get, get to going. I mean, they'll be, they'll be worth a lot of money. Oh, yeah. So, let me read you yep. a little bit of, uh, on this so you can kind of get oh. the gist of the whole cancel culture against Dr. Seuss. Six, Dr. Seuss books won't be published anymore because they portray people in hurtful and wrong ways. It says here, six Dr. Books, uh, Dr. Seuss books will no longer be published because they portray... Oh, I said that already. Uh, portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. The business that preserves the author's legacy said. The titles are... <clears throat> here we go, brother. And to think that I saw it on the Mulberry Street. If I ran the zoo. McElligott's Pool. On Beyond Zebra. Scramble Eggs... Super, the cat's quizzer. So, in a statement, Dr. Seuss Enterprises said it made the decision after consulting educators, big question mark there, and reviewing its catalog. Seizing sales of these books is only part of our commitment and our broader plan to ensure Dr. Seuss Enterprises' catalog represents and supports all communities and families, it said. The announcement was made Tuesday, the birthday of the famed children's book author. Seuss, born Theodore Seuss Geisel, is one of the best-known authors in the world. The man behind beloved classics like The Cat in the Hat, Green 
green eggs and green eggs and ham, and how the Grinch stole Christmas, among others. Over 650 million. <laughs> oh my goodness! Copies of this, of his books, have been sold worldwide. The Washington Post reported in 2015, and it says here, Dr. Seuss had a long history of publishing racist and anti-Semitic work, spanning back to the 1920s when he was a student at Dartmouth College. There, Dr. Seuss once drew black boxers as gorillas and perpetuated Jewish stereotypes by portraying Jewish characters as financially stingy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> According to a study published in the journal Research on Diversity in Youth Literature. That study, published in 2019, examined 50 books by Dr. Seuss and found 43 out of the 45 characters of color have characteristics aligning with the definition of Orientalism or the stereotypical offensive portrayal of Asia. The two African characters, the study says, both have anti-black characteristics. Should I stop, brother? Or should you want me to keep going? <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of assumptions to me, but go ahead. <laughs> two specific examples, according to the study, are found in the books, The Cat's Quizzer, Are You Smarter Than the Cat in the Hat? And If I Ran the Zoo. In The Cat's Quizzer, the Japanese character is referred to as, get this, a Japanese. Has a bright yellow face and is standing on what appears to be Mount Fiji, the authors wrote. Regarding If I Ran the Zoo, the study points out another example of, of Orientalism and white supremacy. The three and only three Asian characters who are not wearing conical hats are carrying a white male on their heads in If I Ran the Zoo. The white male is not only on top of and being carried by these Asian characters, but he is also holding a gun, illustrating dominance. The text beneath the Asian character describe them as helpers who, are, who all wear their eyes at a slant. From countries no one can spell, the study authors wrote. The study also argues that since the majority of human characters in Dr. Seuss' books are white, his works, in a, in a, in, inadvertently or not, center whiteness and thus perpetuate white supremacy. I was so disturbed mm. by all of that that I had to record my thoughts on it. <laughs> Which I'll be sharing on our uh, Facebook podcast as well. Yes, but I'm going to share it on the podcast now. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. We'll do of course. that. There we go. Definitely, brother. If I can get it to bring up the sound. Okay, I gotta get past that. Uh, Roger, got the Vortex Project podcast. And don't forget to check out the Young Person's Guide to Wisdom. And we'll get Vortex past that. They have finally done it. Here we go, folks. They finally canceled my favorite children's author. The books I loved to read the most when I was a child. Yeah. Dr. Seuss. Yes, we loved those wacky rhymes and those funny-looking creatures in the books. Dr. Seuss actually lived close to where I'm living now. Here comes the boom. 
Uh, I live in San Diego County, and Dr. Seuss was actually from San Diego County, or at least he wrote his books here, mm-hmm. and I believe it was right, Coronado right. where he resided, which is uh, along the bay, and um, they call it an island, but there's actually a strip of land that goes out to it that they built to the island, and uh, so Coronado Island, I believe, is where he wrote his books, but they have canceled Dr. Seuss, so I thought... In, uh, in um, response to that, that I would help out the cancel culture and just go ahead and finish the list of things that need to be canceled. Be- and we'll do the uh, guilty by association Dr. Seuss cancellation list. Anything that is associated with Dr. Seuss like in that. any manner, any form, any connection we can make must be racist and we must cancel it. So here comes the list. Children read Dr. Seuss books. Therefore, children must be racist. Children, canceled. Parents read Dr. Seuss books to children. Therefore, parents must be racist. Therefore, parents, canceled. Some children grow up to be astronauts and say, Houston, we have a problem. Houston is in the South. The South obviously is racist. Therefore, astronauts, are racist, and astronauts are canceled. Dr. Seuss uses the title doctor. Doctor refers to people with PhDs. Therefore, PhDs must be racist. PhDs, canceled. Dr. Seuss rhymes with goose. Geese must be obviously racist. Therefore, all geese are canceled. Dr. Seuss also rhymes with moose. Moose must be racist as a result, and so all moose are canceled. Matter of fact, anything rhyming with Seuss is canceled. Dr. Seuss wrote a book titled Green Green Eggs and Ham. Now, who, ladies and gentlemen, serves green eggs? Well, every Navy veteran that spent any time at sea on a Navy ship knows that at sea, the Navy serves green eggs. Yeah, it's actually true, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, oh, therefore, awesome. every Navy, therefore, the U.S. Navy must be racist. U.S. Navy canceled. As a matter of fact, let's just go ahead and cancel all ships. Matter of fact, let's just cancel the ocean as being racist. All right, Dr. <laughs> Seuss wrote Hop on Pop. Hopping obviously is racist. Therefore, hopping is canceled. Pops are obviously racist. Therefore, pops are canceled. Dr. Seuss wrote books. Therefore, books are obviously racist. Therefore, books are canceled. Library... Oh, sorry, folks. I'll have... I had to. Uh, I have to fix a little technical glitch for just a moment. I just realized that my phone is interrupting my iPad. <laughs> phone canceled. Phone canceled. <laughs> just like your. That's racist. Your internet connection got canceled. Yes. <laughs> <Just> iPhones <laughs> canceled. Here we go. Long books. Ah, oh, that means libraries are obviously oh, stop, racist. Stop. Stop. Okay. 
you know what, folks? It, have you ever had one of those days where everybody in the world wants to interrupt on your phone and your iPad? This is one of those podcasts. You know what? Let's days. go ahead and cancel them, brother. We cancel. You know, cancel. They're cancel all canceled. The books are canceled. Libraries, long books. Ah, that means libraries are obviously racist. Therefore, libraries are canceled. Amazon sells books. Oh, yeah, I did go there. <laughs> Therefore, Amazon must be racist. Amazon oh, canceled. Books use words. Therefore, words must be racist. Words are canceled. I couldn't say any more after that, brother. I'd be a racist if I said anything. <laughs> You're gonna cancel yourself. Huh? I just, I just canceled everything. I just canceled oh, myself. Oh my goodness! I just canceled anybody. I just canceled this podcast. I just That's canceled it. Biden speaking to the press. I just canceled Trump's CPAC speech. I canceled everything. Yeah, it's all racist. We just cancel. You know, my brother, I'm Mexican. I'm gonna cancel my. Mexican side, cause I'm more. I look more like a like a gringo, like a white guy. I think a lot of people say I look are, more are, like a white guy. I'm not dark enough to <laughs> to be Mexican, so canceled, cancel canceled. me. Right. Are you in any of, in, in any of the Dr. Seuss books, brother? I'm just wondering. Have I what? Are you in any of the Dr. Seuss books? You know what? I, I yeah, probably in there somewhere. I have a video. Of my grandkids uh-huh. hopping on me. Uh-huh. I mean, just climbing all just over climbing. me. Just climbing, yeah, hop. yeah. So I'm in the hop on pop book, definitely. Oh, there you go. So that means I'm canceled. That's it. I wear hats, yeah. so, you know, I'm the cat in the hat. <laughs> that cat, hey, that cat in the hat. <laughs> you know, we use slang yeah, as in cat yeah. for that person or that and guy. I'll, hey, how about that cat over there, that dude? We're going to love this one, brother. <laughs> All cats are canceled. <laughs> God, cancel! That's it. Oh my! We got rid God. of cats. Woohoo! <laughs> you know what? We're gonna spend this podcast just canceling everyone. We're canceling everything. Just, just cancel. If you listen to this podcast, you're canceled. You are obviously <laughs> racist. Therefore, canceled. <laughs> cancel you. Cancel you. Cancel, cancel all you of and you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I, I I think with that little short segment, we just illustrate everything that's wrong with the cancel culture. That's how ridiculous it is, brother. <laughs> just like we sound so ridiculous right now. That's how ridiculous. Yeah, it is. it's ridiculous. Uh, uh, I heard Rush Limbaugh want to say one time, many years ago. One of the ways that you, uh-huh. um, one of the ways that you expose absurdity is by being absurd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that know? is so true. You just take it to its most absurd, absurd level, you know, to its logical absurdity. Yeah, yeah most definitely. <laughs> yeah, most and, definitely. Uh, that's what we did. We just took it to the logical absurdity. I'm gonna hit the boom. There it, there goes. it is. And. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's where we're heading. I mean, they're not going to stop with Dr. Seuss. I mean, they're going to keep oh, going. Oh, no, it's going to keep going. Yeah. 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 There, I, it, it, have you ever 
Uh, like been a janitor or, or, or custodian, I should say. That's yeah. janitors are not good words anymore. No, no, it's it's, all, it's master of the custodial arts. Is that what it is? Yeah, master it's master of the custodial, of the custodial arts. arts. All right, or at least master, not PhD, because PhDs are canceled because they're all racist. So, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so uh, well, master might be canceled too, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's it's like a custodian that's uh, mopping the floor and they mop themselves into a corner. Oh yeah. Yeah, or a painter that's painting something, uh, painting the floor, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they paint themselves into a corner, right? right? Well, that's basically what cancel culture is doing. They're going to end up eventually canceling themselves as they paint themselves into a corner. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, the whole thing's going to implode. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, and these things, I mean, with the way the world, not the world, but, well, the world, but mainly here in the United States, the way things are going, it's expected that it's going to happen. I mean, it's been happening, you know, gradually for quite some time. But now it's like straight up in your face. Why? Because everybody's on social media. It's so easy to get into social media and be able to call somebody out. You know what I mean? To where before we didn't have the, these uh, type of, uh, uh, um, you know, platforms, you know. But I want you to give us a little bit of your thoughts, especially for Christians, because this is, you know, and I know we want to address both, you know, that side, you know, the non-Christian, but also the Christian. Are Christians supposed to make, you know, be part of the council culture? Is a Christian supposed to go out like that? Meaning call out somebody that, hey, that person's being racist or I was insulted with that. Well, I think the way to answer that is, was God... A part of the culture, uh, the cancel culture, I should say, when he wrote the Old Covenant books. Did he cancel anything in those Old Covenant books? Or did was he brutally honest and revealed everything? I'm going to say B. B? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a prize for you, brother. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Canceled. <laughs> Canceled, yeah. No, he didn't. He, he was brutally honest. He was yeah. very, very straight. And aren't we not happy that he put the good, the bad, and the ugly in the old covenant books? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, a reference to a Clinton Eastwood movie there. Mm-hmm. Da 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 da. Wah, wah, wah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, that, well, that's kind of the old covenant in a nutshell, right? Yeah. He he exposed everything. Yeah, he exposed the bell worship, the Moloch worship, them throwing their kids into the fires uh, in 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 worship to the sun god. Mm-hmm. Right? He exposed all of the sexual sins. He exposed all of it. Right? The pedophilia, everything. He exposed everything. Oh yeah. He didn't cancel anything. And why? He did it for our benefit. We need to know history. We need to know where people stood when they did the things that they did. If we start canceling everything, we're going to have an skewed understanding of what came before us. Yeah. And we're going to be prone to repeat mistakes. Because we're not going to have a reference point by which to understand, number one, human, um, human nature, 
And number two, to understand what happened, why it happened, how it happened, and what lessons can we learn from it. When we're tearing down statues, when we're tearing down history, basically, because history is full of the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Mm -hmm. History is full of things that insult us and things that, you know, we want to pretend like those things never happened. Right. Because they're offensive or insulting. Well, you know what? A lot of things are offensive and assaulting, uh, insulting. But if we erase it, we, we essentially erase ourselves. And we essentially erase uh, any lessons that we can learn from it. Most definitely. And so that's the danger of cancel culture, mm-hmm. is that we, we, we try to... We, we, we don't learn from those who came from before us we can learn from their mistakes we can learn from because people are a mixture of good and bad people do things that are good and they do things that are bad and it's true true today as well even today there are some things we do good and there are some things we don't do that's so good that's pretty bad right it's true of all of us right we all have skeletons in our closet Mm -hmm. so should should we go to the uh, cancel culture and start cleaning their closets out all the skeletons in their closets look at all the bad things that they have done yeah um you know i mean if we're going to open pandora's box that means everybody's closet gets open yeah everybody the, the skeletons are pulled out of everybody's closets and nobody is pure as a driven yeah. snow so we all get canceled and oh, yeah. so, Most so here, and that's the problem. Yeah. And so instead of looking and saying, you know, that I did that, that was wrong. I've learned from it. I don't do it anymore. I've repented or whatever. I mean, the entire concept of the gospel is a repentance of the things that we've done wrong in our life, mm-hmm. the sins that we have committed. It's all about repentance. It's all about, first of all, recognizing the wrong and then going to the one who paid the penalty for those wrongs and getting that forgiveness and that salvation and that mercy and grace that God provides and then living a better life as a result. What cancel culture does is it cancels everything so that we are prone prone to, to, to continue to commit the wrongs that we could have corrected but we won't because it's offensive to us. Mm-hmm. And to continually, generation by generation, reinvent the will because we didn't know that the generation behind us had already invented it. We are really heading down the wrong path with that. Now, the good news is that more and more people are rejecting cancel culture. And with this coming out, doctors, they couldn't have picked a better target, Dr. Seuss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, did not, who did not read Dr. I Seuss books so. when they were a kid? And enjoy them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was the most, most innocent guy in the world to a kid, yeah. right? Yeah. But all of a sudden, he's the bad guy, and he's canceled. Yeah. So that's, it, it's waking the entire world up to the folly, to the foolishness, to the idiocy of yeah. cancel culture. And there's a reason why it's happening now, brother. You know, again, we we're talking a little bit in the beginning that, you know, this cancel culture slash socialist slash whatever, whatever, you know, within the last, I'd say, 10 years, it, it started picking up speed. 
So now, you know, he's been, he, you know, he's, it's, he's, Dr. Seuss has been around a long time. I mean, you were a child when you were, when you read the books, right? Yeah, the 1960s. So, why is it now that they're, oh, now we see these things that, uh, you know, are insulting Well, to we us. see them based <laughs> upon our interpretation of the books. Right. right? Well, the, really? How do you, exactly. How do you interpret a Dr. Seuss book? I mean, the, all the creatures in the books were, none of them were human. Yeah. They were all made up. I mean, some of these things that, yeah. that he made up in the books were just total. I mean, how 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 can you go any further to avoid insulting people? Yeah, yeah. you're making up creatures that don't even exist right. in the book, and you're and you're making which up is a, what an artist does, right? He and, and an artist just his mind a, works differently exactly. than your normal folk, you know. And it's a total make believe world, right? Right. So now we have canceled talk about fantasy. Miscontextualizing, you know, his 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 works because oh yeah. Ooh, we're dealing with this right now. So yeah, that's insulting. Look, that that guy right. looks like a white guy. Oh, he's portraying the black people look like gorillas. Or the black boxer looked like gorillas. So that he draws something that looks like a gorilla and the automatically cancel, right? the cancel culture people are interpreting it as being a black boxer. Yeah. That's garbage. Yeah. And 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 you know, they're reading their bias into the book is what they're doing. I just thought about the next target, brother. Old school Looney Tunes. Oh they, I thought they had already hit those. Oh, did they? Yeah. Maybe yeah, they did, but too, not not they as were, they were too violent. Yeah, in the portrayal. Oh, right. oh, it's it's gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know who my favorite Looney Tunes character was of all time? Who's that? There's some great ones. Yeah, but I I could not. Nobody could um, outdo uh-huh. Egghorn Leghorn. Oh no, of course not. <laughs> I saw. I saw. I said dog. Yeah, I said dog. I said, come here, dog. <laughs> I want to talk to you. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Oh, Chicken hawk. <laughs> Chicken hawk. Yeah. Hey, he was the way he'd grumble under his breath and everything. He was the he was the uh, optimum old oh, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, grumbling under his breath. So exactly the southern accent. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, brother. So, oh, man. But, uh, yeah, you hit it. You hit the nail right in the head. I mean, I'm look, I'm thinking again on what you said in regards to boxing themselves. And and uh, if we look at uh, uh, the Bible, the Old Testament, New Testament, uh, you know, Christ's time, most of the people that came out, you know, challenging Christ, like you said, they boxed themselves in because he exposed. They were, you know, they're trying to be slick. Like, yeah, I'm going to pull this one on him. It just they just boxed themselves in because he in, in turn just yeah. you know exposed them for what they were, and then mm-hmm. in the end, it's like, <gasps> I mean, they killed him, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Part of his master plan, but right. at the same time, it's like you said it. They'll they'll right. box themselves in, and then it's like, oh, which way do we go now? Right. Yeah. I mean. uh it turns out that the people who think they're the smartest in the world are not actually that smart. Right, right. You know, um, and so I, I mean, we're seeing a similar situation today. The people who were attacking the previous administration 
Yeah. Of the Corporation of America. We'll leave it at that. Uh, which which went bankrupt like two years ago. So uh, for sure, that, that, that attack they were attacking that administration are now having the boomerang come back and hit them with full force. Yeah, for sure. You know, they're get uh, the Cuomo's getting hit with sexual uh, oh, man. Tra- sexual harassment charges. Uh-huh. Plus the the old you know sending COVID page patients into nursing homes. Yeah, the nursing home fiasco. Yeah. Newsom's facing a recall, and so is Como. Newsom because he keeps locking everything down and triple mask, you know, quadruple mask, face shields, everything else, right? <laughs> quadruple mask. Yeah. And a face shield. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, they're going to be mandating those uh, helmets that the stormtroopers wore in Star Wars, you know. <laughs> they won't be walking around like. <laughs> Luke, oh my goodness. I am your father. <laughs> of course, he didn't say Luke. He just said, I am your father. Exactly. So anyway, uh, so we'll be talking like Darth Vader, you know. But, uh, you know, that's that's Newsome, and he's getting recalled. And they're telling they're, they're calling the, the, the attempt to get Como out of office impeachment. Isn't that interesting, the choice yep. of words, yep. impeachment? So they're getting hit there. Biden's getting hit with all of his executive orders. People are getting really angry with him. Even people in New York are getting angry with him now. Yeah. And uh, I've been, heard a report on that. Um, Kamala Harris, who got like 0.9% of the vote in the primaries, is now going to try to descend as president oh, using yeah. the 25th Amendment. She'll be a total disaster. She'll be canceled out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and so, I mean, the whole thing is imploding down on their heads yeah. when the, their whole purpose was to totally destroy the, the populist nationalist movement because the populist national movement was anti-globalist. They didn't want to live, live as slaves under a cabal. They didn't want to live as slaves under the World Central Bank and international bankers and the Federal Reserve here in the United States. It's called different things in different countries. And there's there's hundred there's like over a hundred countries involved in this in this battle against the globalists right mm-hmm. now, which is amazing. It's absolutely a phenomenal. We've never seen anything like this in our mm-hmm. life before. And uh, and the populist nationalists are winning the fight. We're winning the war. It might not look like it from the optic standpoint, mm-hmm. but in reality, we're winning. States are opening up now, which they should have done a year ago. Yeah. Governors, you're a year late which, and, and, and about a million dollars short. And but, what you're saying you now, know, you know, Texas just lifted there. Just lifted and a, a, Oklahoma a, or a few other uh, states, I believe. I, th- I think uh, Mississippi, mm-hmm. Florida, Texas. There's a few. It's going to be a domino effect. They're all going to start doing it. And guess it. who was the first one to start criticizing them because they opened? Our buddy. My, my buddy? Our buddy from Our, California. Newsom? Yeah. Well, because the... Four Mass Newsom. <laughs> yeah, Four Mass Newsom. Yeah. In uh, the reason, he's a globalist. Yeah. And their 2030 agenda, which anybody can go to the UN website and look up and oh, read yeah, it. Oh, yeah, it's all there. Mm-hmm. Um, has been damaged severely yeah. by this. 
we're supposed to all be shut down. We're supposed to be wearing masks. We're supposed to be slaves of the, of the globalist, you know. Uh, and by opening up and taking the mask off and, and all that, we're in full, we're commodities in full blown re- rebellion because they, and it messes with their agenda. They can't do their agenda if we all go back to normal life. And here's the thing is that, um, they're they're beside themselves over this, mm-hmm. and that's why they criticize and they get all worked up over it. We're yearning for freedom. They're they're trying to keep us under slavery. But the problem is, two years ago, their corporation went bankrupt, mm. and they lo- they've lost their commodities. They've yeah. lost us now. They can't. They don't own us anymore, and they owned us for many years, folks. I'm, I, you guys probably don't even realize. That from the day you were born, and they gave you a birth certificate, that birth certificate was tell, was saying that you are property of the globalist elite um, agenda. That you you were a commodity. They traded you like like uh, trading dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, um, through birth birth certificates, through mortgages, things like that. And and the thing is, is that uh, that whole thing's been taken down now. They're angry. They're upset. They're trying to reset everything as fast as they can to get us under control again Mm. because we make the money for them. We produce the taxes that they take, and it goes into the pockets of the international bankers because we're repaying debt and and repaying interest to them. Mm. So we're, we're worth money to them. We uh, we produce the oil. We we do all this stuff that makes them rich. So we're worth money to them. We are actually assets for them. Human beings are treated as commodities and assets. Hmm. Well, what's happened is we've broken free and we're saying, no, we're free people. Yeah. We're not your slaves anymore. That's right. And so when when things like this happen, when the states start open up, opening up, the masks come off, and people start saying, no, I'm living normal life. They go ballistic, the globalists. So you'll know who the globalists are, folks, because they're the ones that will start screaming from the housetops that we're going to kill grandma. There's your globalists. There's the people that want to enslave you. And um, so they're going ballistic. They're really nervous and scared because not only have they lost their agenda, they're being hunted down now. Hmm. Politically and otherwise, yeah, you know, uh, human trafficking has taken a huge, huge hit. The Trump took a lot of that down when he was in office. Hmm. So what are they doing? They're trying to resupply. How? Because they lost their supply of kids to abuse. I'm talking about yes, folks. I'm talking about these elite globalist bankers, these elite politicians, people at the highest level of uh, positions in the world they are many of them are involved in human trafficking they're involved in trafficking these kids and they're many of them are pedophiles they're very very horrible evil people Hmm. and how do they resupply mass migration to the border Hmm. first thing biden does he he tries to get them up here and they are not children coming in with parents they're children being enslaved and trafficked across the border for the purpose of entertaining the globalist elite uh, 
parasites, I should say, but uh, but pedophiles, right? Yeah, right. And uh, and so this is human trafficking going on right in front of our eyes. And Biden is and Harris, the, the Biden Harris administration, and Congress, uh, other than those who are opposing it, and the courts apparently are supporting it. They're complicit in this. So they're committing felonies. They're committing heavy crimes. They've all, many of them com, have committed treason. In twenty twenty, they committed treason. Twenty uh, January sixth, twenty twenty one, a lot of them in Congress committed treason, and they should be punished mm. for that. Right. Not lose elections. They need to go to prison. They need to face the the. The, the results of treason. I, mean, I can't think of the the, the, the uh, punishment for treason, mm-hmm. right? So this that's this is where we are. Yeah. And so we, but we're not losing. That's the thing I need to say. Oh yeah, most definitely. So as Christians, we're the church is victorious, and we know that. Yes. Yes. There's no. The fact that all this is being exposed. Yeah. Is tells us we're winning. Right. I mean, because all of my life, this was hidden. And this stuff was going on. Yeah. It's been going on since I was born when Kennedy was president. Kennedy tried to expose it and they killed him. Yep, for sure. For sure. Good stuff, my brother. Yeah. So, folks, you're going to see it. You're going to continue seeing, you know, more things people get canceled. Yep. Do not be alarmed. It's going to happen. But as Christians... Instead of us playing the cancel culture card, obviously, when it comes to, you know, leaders, whether they're, you know, pastors, elders, and they're doing, you know, something wrong, take it to your elders of the church, you know, do it there. Take one brother, two brothers, right, and confront the sin of the individual. Yes. Uh, but when it comes to society... I mean, yes, we stand up for the rights of life, you know, where we're uh, um, pro-life, and and we stand up for the, you know, the innocence of those children, you know, being killed, Uh, but at the same time, we don't don't jump the gun on cancel culture, we don't jump the gun on destroying, like you said, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, history, you know, it's there for a reason, so, good stuff, my brother, I like that, hey, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. Okay, we're going into second one. gear. Hold on, hold on. There's second gear, brother. Go ahead. By the way, I it. caught your video on uh, revealing the uh, <laughs> the vehicle. The vehicle. The vehicle. You can explain. You can explain what that's about. <laughs> so, my brother. Uh, well, what was the video before? I don't. I think the I first saw, video was I'm in in the car driving. In the car driving. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He was in the car driving, so gets out of his garage, out of his driveway, and then turns and then goes out onto the main street, and all you hear is the sound of this engine in this car. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in this vehicle, folks, and I tell you, whew, 
Yeah. And that's that some power. That was just a little tap. Uh, that was a little tap. Yeah. Oh, they didn't. Get, oh, yeah, that's right. They didn't get yeah. the whole. Uh, they didn't get like the whole I did. Thing. I didn't get the, the. They didn't get the special treatment. Like no. that. I went in the freeway. I went a back yeah. road. I can't do that. I'd be. I'd be. <laughs> shoot, man, I'd be going way too fast. So. So, anyways, <laughs> he ended up revealing, you know, giving a little specifics and actually a video recording of uh, this and I said, guess the uh, vehicle car. and this. Yeah, because you said guess the car. Right. Did My you get is. any guesses? Was there any guesses? I got some great guesses. Really? Um, okay. A number of them were Mustang GTs. I got a guess of one uh, Camaro LT1 uh, Special Edition Camaro. Uh, one person guessed a SS Chevy Chevelle. Whoa, okay. Instead of 72, I figure 70 is probably yeah, the one yeah, you want to go yeah. with. But, now, yeah. did everybody nail it? Yeah. Yes, two people uh, well, not nailed it, but the closest was, <laughs> I love this one, 2019 Dodge Challenger S, how do they say it? Uh, um, STR. STR instead of SRT. Instead of SRT. Yeah. And the other one said uh, just Challenger SRT. And those two were the closest. And uh, so I said STR, Super Trump. No, yeah, Super Trump Racer. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, I, I, ta- I informed the individual they only sell those in Florida. Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> they only sell Super Trump Racers in Mar a Lago. So, <laughs> there, you there you go. That's hilarious. So, but. Uh, <laughs> You're having fun with that one. Huh? I was, yeah. I said, I understand it was a slip on the on the keyboard. No problem. It was just, it, they awesome. meant to say, our, uh, so I said, I gave it to him. I said, you're the closest because you yeah. gave the, the year, and the year is actually 2018, so 2019. Mm. But he was only one year off. It is an SRT, uh-huh. but it, the, the trim level, nobody got the trim level. Mm. And the trim level was a TA, so... So, but it was fun. It, but the folks had fun with that. Not and the stuff. point that I was making with the video when I did uh-huh. the did reveal video of what the car was, is folks, we have to have a little bit of levity in life, a little bit of fun in life. Yeah, a little, you know, get back to some normalcy in life to, in, in whatever way we can do it. Because we don't, our mental health is going to suffer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you have, little, have a little fun with life, and and uh, things uh, get a little bit better. You know, good times, brother. That's good stuff, my brother. All right, so right here, brother says John MacArthur urges Christians not to support freedom. I won't, oh, sorry, not to support religious freedom, <laughs> not just freedom, religious freedom. Okay, I won't fight for idolatry. I want to get your thoughts on this. Pastor teacher John MacArthur of Grace Community Church in Sun Valley, California, recently argued that supporting religious freedom is idolatry. On Wednesday, MacArthur delivered a State of the Church address in place of this year's annual Shepherds Conference, which was postponed because of ongoing litigation and recent threats from the state. About 3,000 men were expected to join. My brother has been there, so he knows all about that. During Wednesday's address, MacArthur urged evangelicals to stop creating alliances with non-Christian groups and pushing for religious freedom, arguing that it's unnecessary. The gospel offends the sinner and seeks to break the sinner's comfort and contentment by bringing him into the stark realization of the eternal judgment of God, MacArthur explained. He noted that evangelicals have become like Peter because they are looking for alliances with Satan that they think somehow can aid the kingdom. 
I told our congregation a few weeks ago that I could never really concern myself with religious freedom. I wouldn't fight for religious freedom because I won't fight for idolatry. Why would I fight for the devil to have as many false religions as possible and all of them to be available to everyone? He asked. Despite religious freedom having wide support amongst Americans, MacArthur noted that Christians will continue to be targeted by the hostility of sinners. Well, people would say that it's a terrible thing to say. What about Christianity? Christianity advances whether there is religious freedom or not, he asserted. And there's always be religious freedom for all the lies. And there, let me see, did I read that right? And there always be religious freedom for all the lies. The 81-year-old pastor and author explained that every false religion is going to be free because it's linked to the kingdom of darkness that operates in the world. And Christians, whatever the label of religious freedom might be in its broadest sense, Christians are always a target even with religious, even with religious freedom of the hostility of sinners. To drive, point, to drive home his point, MacArthur pointed to the apostles who turned the world down with no help from it. No social action, no alliances. I think he meant to, I mean, whoever wrote this, turn the world upside down right. with no help from it, no social action, no right, alliances. Right, right out of the book of Acts. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. The evil kingdom of darkness hates what God loves and loves everything that God hates. And the kingdom of darkness is never a friend to the light. He contended, even rulers have exchanged the truth of God for a lie. They function under the liar Satan himself, who is the liar and father of lies. There is absolutely no reason for us to make any alliance with him. MacArthur also cited multiple Bible passages highlighting the church's mandate, including Ephesians 5.5. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be partners with them, for you were once for you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. And that's the final reading of John MacArthur when he addressed the church. Then I have to I have to respond to that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think, my brother? What says you? I think it's important to understand the history of this. Mm-hmm. Why was religious freedom sought after in the first place? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you don't have religious freedom, you have one of two things that rule over you. The first one is a secular state that outlaws all religion. Mm-hmm. The second one is a theocracy that outlaws any religion that doesn't do things the way the state religion requires it. Mm. The, the, the Puritans were leaving England, or they left England, to escape oppression from a theocracy, hmm. the Church of England, right. that was stopping them from worshiping God in the manner that they chose to worship Him, or in the manner they believed, not the manner they chose, but I would say the manner that in their conscience 
in their understanding of scripture, they believe they must worship him. Right. You know, to be to honor in order to honor God. Basically they, being obedient to right. the word of God, right? Right. So if you end religious freedom, all I'm going to say is be prepared for one of those two scenarios. Mm. Now, in America, I would have said at one point, you're going to end up with a theocracy. Some church is going to emerge. Some church denomination is going to emerge and take over and then oppress all the other ones. Okay, mm. okay. Uh, But the way things are today, I would have to say it would be the secular state that would rule in America. And all any, anybody being able to do any kind of worship, mm-hmm. we would be would, would be outlawed. So we would be in the situation that Daniel was in when it, it was outlawed outlawed for him to to pray to God, and he did so with his window open, and then he was accused and thrown into the lion's den. Mm. Um, but then that boomerang came back and hit the people that accused them. It's yep. so, so funny how often that happens. But that's that's what we're looking at if if um, we ended freedom of religion in America. Yeah. Um, just be prepared for heavy, heavy persecution. Be prepared to go home to heaven because that's what basically is going to happen. Sure. Um, sure. No. I mean, in Christianity, I mean, uh, true Christianity Christianity has been under attack since forever. <laughs> for 2,000 for years. You know? Yeah. So, yep. it's it's what to be expected. Yep. You know, and I love what he said, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when we we'll part of idolatry, because it's true. A lot of people are trying, for the sake of unity or peace... They're 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 uh, coming together with all these other religions for that part of oh look we're gonna have peace we have peace with other people, but wait a minute we're to share the gospel. That's it, right? Yes, yes, and 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 I I I am well I like I said in the last podcast mm-hmm. I'm against the state regulating the church in any form or fashion. Yes. If you end religious freedom, you're going to have the state regulating the church, which is what they're trying to do. I mean, at least we know here in California, right? <laughs> you know, they, I mean, look at Canada. What happened with that pastor that uh, was arrested? Right. So, so this is a catch twenty two. Yeah, for sure. Because John MacArthur makes good points here. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be a part of idolatry. We don't want to support idolatry. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. As Christians, as a church, we don't want to do that. Uh, even as a government, we don't want to do that because God condemned it with the Israeli government in the uh, in the Old Covenant, right? Mm, that's right. However, supporting idolatry or promoting it and going hands-off and saying government has no business regulating churches or synagogues or whatever ecclesiastically that's not our purview that is the purview of the clergy hmm. i don't see a problem with that hmm, okay so i think what needs to happen is the clergy need to get right hmm. yeah that's huge it, it, yeah it falls on the shoulder of the pulpit and when government gets involved and says, well, we think you're a cult and you're a false religion and you're this and you're that and you're that, and we're going to end this, but we think this over here is right, now you have a mess. You have a big, big mess. And that's what they had 
with the Church of England, and and that's why the um, that's why the pilgrims and the well not more more of the Puritans than pilgrims, but that's why they left was to escape that hmm. and to be able to say we need to worship God this way, and we don't want anybody restricting this because they they understood what it was like to be under that oppression. You get people coming to America from other countries, even today, and they would shiver over that because they would say, oh my goodness, we, we would be going back into the situation we were in in the old country, and we don't want that. Who fights the hardest against that? Cubans hmm. that come across in, in land in Florida, right? Yeah. Um, look how how dominant they were in fighting for freedom in the last four years. They were very dominant in that because mm-hmm. they understood what it was like to live under a regime like the Castros had in, in Cuba. Yeah, It was horrific, horrible. They couldn't worship at all. You know? And um, so why would we want to put ourselves in a situation where we're shutting down churches? Where we can't, where the church goes underground, yeah, right? right? Why would we do? Why would we do that on purpose? <clears throat> now God <throat> might do it, like He did in China, and I saw an estimate uh, recently. There's 300 million Christians in China. There's a lot, bro. And, and there it's, was, it's still growing. Yeah, it's still growing, and the church is like being is almost dominant in China now. Mm. I mean, churches everywhere. Yeah, right, and Christians all over the place. And who's probably on the forefront of fighting for freedom in China? I guarantee you it is those Christians that are raising their head in China and saying, no more. Yeah. We're fighting for liberty. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so I think um, when you're looking at that, we have to be very, very careful and uh, really think through it. That yeah. would be my comment. That's good stuff, brother. Good so. stuff. And I, I, I'm with you on, on that as well. I see that definitely taking place. And uh, again, Christians, we need to be discerning. We need to be wise mm-hmm. <laughs> to these things, you know, and uh, be obedient to God's word. That's that's probably the toughest, uh, the toughest thing for the Christian, to be obedient to God's word. Yes. You know, we compromise. Yeah, so for the we, sake of being nice, thou right. shalt be nice, right, brother? Yes. Now, here's the thing that freedom of speech and freedom of religion does: mm-hmm. it allows us to go and confront those idolatrous religions, right, and to challenge their paradigms, and to convert people to Christ. Amen. Look Amen. at how successful, for example, Apologia, uh, and um, I can't think of his name now. Um, Jeff Durbin from there? Or? Jeff Durbin, but also um, with him... James uh, White? James White. Mm-hmm. Those two have been in uh, confronting Mormonism in Utah. Oh, yeah. And they've converted many people to Christ in Utah. And churches are cropping up around Utah, in, in, in the state of Utah, that are not Mormon churches, but Christian churches, because these are former formal Mormons who were converted to Christ because they had freedom of speech and freedom of religion to go there and confront them. Yeah. And so I think the concept there is to confront in the marketplace of ideas, as they want to call it, 
Uh, I believe that the, the, what we have been able to create, create in this country is unique in world history. And it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I think we, instead of shutting it down, we probably need to figure out the best way of of continuing it. Yeah. And and um, best way, the best uh, version of it that we can that we can come up with and, mm-hmm. and go marching into the future with full confidence of our, our faith in Christ. Amen. That's right. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, brother. Other than that, do you have something else? I, I have you, some things, yeah. I, have I know you want, there was more you wanted to talk about. That's all I had. When he, well, Trump gave, did, did we talk about the CPAC speech yet? Uh, no, we have not. That, Actually, you wanted to talk about that. That, that. that occurred after the last podcast, right? Yes, it did. I wanted to highlight some things that Trump said in his speech that I thought were very interesting. Okay. Okay. So we're switching gears. And here's a few things I want and. and I want to get your response to some of these Ooh, things. Here we go. See, so we'll reverse see. roles here. So, brother, uh, to begin with, um, I'll just give a commentary. The world is depending on us to get it right. Because the world is, is it's a, it's a, if America goes down, the world is in big trouble. Right? So the world's uh-huh. depending on us. And uh, we're fighting for freedom for Hong Kong for protection for Taiwan, for liberty for the Chinese people, mm-hmm. liberty around the world, right? I mean, if we don't fight, there's, there's, it's going to be really, 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 really hard for these people to come out from under the horrible conditions that they're, mm. that they're placed yeah. under. So Trump said some things like this. It's interesting. The first thing I noticed was the song selections, and he's been playing these songs forever. Yeah. But but it, all of a sudden it hit me. The one song by Phil Collins says this: "I can feel it coming in there tonight, and I've been waiting for this moment all my life." Right? Remember those lines? Mm-hmm. Kind of a kind of a play on. Uh, this movement that is occurring, I've been waiting all my life for it. I can feel the movement in the air tonight. And then he said, it's a pack of lies. Hmm. What's a pack of lies? The swamp in Washington. Right. And that, so that I think that's a good play on words there. But then Trump said this. He said, it's far from being over. Very interesting choice of words. Yes. We will win. We have been doing a lot of winning, present tense. We will be victorious, present tense. America will be stronger than ever before. Hmm. Now, present tense, brother, we will be victorious, as if they're in the middle of a battle or a war that they're fighting right now, or at least at the point that that speech was given. What are your thoughts on that, brother? That could be it, part of it, but I also they're looking at 2024, you know, prepping the way to come out victorious. And word is, Trump running for president again, and DeSantis, the, um, from Florida, to run as his mate. Running mate? Mm-hmm. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. So I you, mean, that would be a heck of a combination, let me tell you. So you think that we're going to deal with this 
for four years? So far of what I can see. I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff we don't know, that it's hidden, yeah. that it's happening. But as far as being revealed, I think they're prepping for that. I could be 100% wrong, yeah. you know. Well, that's why I'm not predicting dates on anything. Yeah, I yeah. I don't predict dates because, like, today was supposed to be a significant date. It's March 4th. And I'm like, stop. Just stop. <laughs> stop right, predicting right, dates. You right. know? Because we don't know timelines. Sure. You know, but uh, that's interesting. I know a lot of people are saying 2024. What do you say to those folks that say, if we wait till 2024, it will be too late. We will have lost everything by by 2024. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, from a Christian perspective, biblical perspective, we serve a God that is sovereign of all, all things. And when it comes to the church, he's going to maintain his remnant no matter what, how bad it gets. So for the church, for the church. Okay. Now, as far as a secular or the worldview of that, I can see how people are. Oh man, it's going to be too late. That's it. Do you think we? But that country that's been said. I mean, as far as I can remember, since wow, before Clinton was in office. You know, oh, that's it. There it goes. I mean, it's it's starting, you know, slowly changing. I mean, we were pushing for socialism, what, a few years ago. I mean, candidates were running and they want full-blown socialism, brother. What, what do you see that uh, gives you hope, that gives you positive uh, uh, outlook on where we're heading? Well, first of all, the, the, the condition right now, the way... The, the country is. I think a lot of people are starting to see, you know, the, the, the bad things taking place. And as far as Biden, I mean, he's, he's already being questioned. You know, he's already been, a lot of people are starting to come out, oh, they're disappointed so far of the yeah. job that he's doing. So yeah. I'm hopeful that, that a lot of these people that at first were like, yeah, let's get rid of Trump. He's a racist or whatever. He's mean. He says dumb things. Uh, but now it's like, oh, man. It's not looking very good right now with what we have. It wasn't what the buyer's remorse they keep saying. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's not looking yeah. the way they wanted it to look. when they Right? That's Brother, not what they were looking no. for. No. And not only right. that, I mean, I got a new nickname for Biden. It's, it's, it's Joe Cancel Jobs Biden. Why? Because there's been a lot more jobs canceled and lost. Then, you know, and this is supposed to be, you know, oh, the economy is going to kick in and it's going to get better. All by executive order, right? All by executive order. Yeah. Is it? Is it getting better? <laughs> no, well, no. I mean, no. well, it's, yeah, some ways things are getting better in that the, the nation is starting to open up from the COVID. That's, yeah, that, that's, that's right. But nothing that he's doing in office is making things better. No, it's just getting better because of what governors are doing around yeah. the nation. Um, they're actually the ones making things better. Yeah. And we're only, yeah. what, three months into his presidency, or two months, going on three. Right. <laughs> 50-some uh, executive orders? Come on. <laughs> right, and that's the Great Reset, right? Yeah. They're trying to do the yeah. Great Reset back to Agenda 2030. Yeah. Right. So... This statement I thought was very interesting, and uh, you, if you don't have anything on this statement, let me. You can, it's okay. We can we can roll past it. But he said they just lost the White House. 
statement by Trump in his speech. And I wrote down the exact quote. I was writing notes as I was watching Uh the speech, and I wrote down the exact quote. And the exact quote was, they just lost the White House. Hmm. That's an interesting one. Yeah. That one makes you think, huh? That yeah, it is. I mean, it's making me think now. And then and then the crowd went wild on this one. I might decide to beat them for a third time. Oh wow! Isn't that a great quote? Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that, that indicated he believes that he won. He won this right. time, right? So that would be two. Mm-hmm. So what would be number three? Uh, a lot of people saying twenty twenty four. There's two theories on it. One is twenty twenty four. The other one is that he will come back before 2024 as the 19th president of the Republic of America. Mm, interesting. Uh, that, that making that separation between the Republic of America and the Corporation of America. Ah, yeah, that's very people, interesting. Yeah. A lot of people are, now that I'm saying that, a lot of people are confused because they've never heard this before. Nope. You and just caused confusion left and right. <laughs> I did, didn't I? So we went through the history of that a few podcasts back, folks, Mm -hmm. so go back and look at that, but but I don't have time to go through all that history. So I would say do your own research, go to DuckDuckGo, don't go to Google, Google's like horrible, go to DuckDuckGo, get the (laughs) DuckDuckGo app, right, Or, or an app of that nature, and then look up. Corporation of America versus Republic of America, and do your own research. And then he did a lot of talking about how horrible Biden is doing, and he's you know talked about a lot of different stuff, vaccines and economy and all of this kind of thing. And he said that he was doing the, their their agenda on the vaccine. Then he made this interesting statement, another quote that's probably going to stump you. He said, we saved the Second Amendment 100%. We saved the Second Amendment 100%. Hmm. So, <laughs> that what does something. that mean? I'm thinking it's the... What are your thoughts? I'm on? thinking it's the two Supreme Court uh, decisions on uh-huh. the Second Amendment that uh, that really kind of solidified the fact that it's not going to go away. Yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah. So he he was talking about the World Health Organization being puppets for China and all that. And uh, Trump removed this from the WHO. Biden is putting this back in again. He talked about how much money we were paying to the WHO. And he made this statement. He said, compared to trillions, 39 million is not much, but it's a bad deal. Going back into uh, the WHO. So compared to trillions, 39 million is not that much. Why the reference to compared to trillions? What is it about trillions? Huh. I'm, I know I'm digging deep, but that's what I do in Scripture, too. I dig deep. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so here's another one. He said, we cannot allow this stuff to continue to go on. He was talking about the Paris Climate Accord before that. He was talking about uh, Biden backed, uh, backed it, and it was a disaster for jobs. 
the uh, he talked about the Keystone Pipeline and all of that. He said, we are clean, China, Russia, and Iran are not when it comes to pollution. And he said, Biden canceled the Keystone Pipeline. Then he said, we cannot allow this stuff to continue to go on. Well, I mean, when he says we can't allow it to continue to go on, is he saying it's okay to wait four years? Or is he saying we need to shut it down earlier than four years? Mm. Interesting. So, and how do we do that, right? Yeah. And then he said this interesting statement. He said, we won the election twice. Which everybody would agree. Well, most people would agree. Yeah, with. yeah, for sure. And he, I love this statement. He said the Republican Party. And of course, he said I'm not doing a third party. We've and reason I understand why he said that. He goes. He's like we already own the Republican Party now. We took it over. We have all of the apparatus in place. We've got the structure in place. We don't have to rebuild a structure. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We've all got it right here. We've got it all right here. And I've taken over the party. So why not take the party that I've taken over and use it for future elections? I know what he was saying. But then he said this. Republican Party is becoming a party of love. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. They're accusing Republicans of being insurrectionists out of January the 6th, saying we're all domestic terrorists. That were hateful and evil and all this stuff, right? How does Trump count, counter all of that? We're a party of love. We have no clue what you guys are talking about. Yeah. <laughs> right? Isn't that a great line? Yeah. He, then he said, "More, there's more spirit now than before the election. Hmm. Spirit. Uh, I think that's a reference to the fact that people are waking up and more yeah. and more people are more involved now. They have more spirit to save the nation than than before. And then he did something that I absolutely just loved. I think this is probably the best thing he did. He defined Trumpism. And you know how I, how I am at taking the initiative and either defining a word yeah. Or attacking the definition of a word that uh, the other side, when they come up with a definition, I'm always attacking the definition. Yeah. yeah. Right? Right. Because you, we have to own the language, not mm-hmm. them. So he, he defined Trumpism as, it, it, he said, Trumpism means great deals, great trade deals. Great. So that's Trumpism. Great trade deal. Great trade deal. Oh, that was good. That was good. And then he said this. He said the stock market is soaring because of the foundation we laid. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And what foundation was that? What was the foundation? And I'm thinking to myself, could uh-huh. that have been the takedown of the Fed? When they took the Federal Reserve down in 2018, could that be the foundation that they put it back into the U.S. Treasury? And put I think it, there's definitely, there's a lot, that that had to do a lot to do with it. That could sure. have been, right? Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Then he said this. He talked about upholding Judeo-Christian values, founding... Uh, the, and the you know they went back to the founding how the founders set up a Judeo-Christian value in the country. He said let's uphold that. 
And then he said this, re- reject, count, cancel culture. So he, he went into what we were talking about earlier in the podcast, the cancel culture. Mm-hmm. He says, we have to reject that. And then he said, constitution as written. We need to have the, we need to uh, stay with the Constitution as it is written. So he's against changing the Constitution. Yeah. For uh, so they can we can get rid of things like freedom of speech and freedom right. of you know. Uh, and then he says they have to take on China, secure fair, honest, and secured elections. Democrats use the CCP virus, CCP virus, and all I'd have to say, Rhino Republicans did as well, to change the rules of election, making it illegal. So they use the opportunity of the coronavirus to affect the election. Mm-hmm. They use it as an excuse to change laws and rules in midstream and all of that. You know, it's like you're losing the game. Wait, time, time out, time out. Ref, we need yeah, to change. Yeah, big time out right there. Yeah. Flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. We, we just came back from halftime. We're losing, you know, 50 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Time out, time out. Ref, we need to change the rules of the game. Right? <laughs> right. They don't get the ball. We do. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. it's like that, you know. So that's kind of what they did. Um and, and and the courts said that's okay. Yeah. You know, so everybody sees it's obviously not right to do that. And then he spoke of election fraud. And if people are saying if you say the word fraud on YouTube, they'll they'll cancel you. Of and course. It's, it's not. <laughs> but I've said the word fraud a number of times. They haven't canceled mm-hmm. me. So I think it's how you use the word. Probably. Because I've, yeah. I've used it in reading articles and things, reading news articles. And I, I think they say that's okay. Uh, this election was rigged, he said. And then he said, one election day, not 45 or 30. In other words, hold the election in one day. So here's, here's his suggestions for fixing the problem with the election. Restrict it to mail-in voting. Have it on one day, not not multiple days. Have voter ID. Have universal match signatures. Mm. Verify citizenship of voters. Have chain of custody of the ballots, mm-hmm. so you always know where they're going. Right. And that should be enough to fix it. And I added a, a, a another one. Counter cyber attacks in our election with cyber defense. Mm, good one. And I yeah. believe that's what NSA and Space Force are for. Yeah, is to is to stop that. Uh, and that attack was. We are in World War Three right now. I know people don't know this because people are believe they're watching the mainstream media and they're being gaslighted. Yeah, they're being deceived. Because they're watching mainstream media, and they're not getting news. You've got to go get news from foreign countries, who are not as, you know, as restricted as we are. Mm-hmm. I'm picking up news from Africa, Europe, Asia, um, all over the world. Yeah, and, uh, and the news from there is different than the news that's being gaslighted here in in the United States. We're under an information blackout. We're under an information government-controlled uh, propaganda machine, basically, 
is what our mainstream media is. Mm. You got to get away from that. Otherwise, you're never going to understand the things that we're talking about on this podcast, for example. And then he talked about break up big tech because they are acting as monopolies. Yeah, Google's tech. a monopoly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for for sure. And then he said restore competition, restore uh, section. 230, where because the, these tech companies are acting as they're saying they're platforms, but they're acting as editors. Yeah, right. And you can't be both. Mm-hmm. You can't have community guidelines if you're a platform. Yeah. You can only have, have them if you're an editor. And editors are supposed to be under different rules than platforms. Mm. So they're taking the rules of platforms, which are more lenient, but they're acting as editors without the rules of editors, which is more restricted. Yeah, yeah. So they're playing both sides. Sure. And then he said HR1 is a disaster. We're going to talk about HR1 in just a moment. And the final things I want to mention, we need leaders with spines of steel, he said. Mm -hmm. Leaders who are strong. We must... Be keep pushing forward. Yeah, we don't just throw our hands up and give up and say, "Oh well, that's it. We've lost the nation." You keep pushing forward. You never ever stop fighting, and you always plan for the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. A Republican president. This is interesting. A Republican president will make a triumphant return to the White House. Quote from Trump in CPAC speech. Yeah. He did not say a Republican candidate. He said a Republican president, does he still view himself as the president? Hmm. And is he still operating in that manner as a shadow government? Kind of like what Obama did. Then he said, we will win the Senate and we will take back the House. So... All right, my brother. So tell us. Let's talk about the, uh, what was it again? The H. So so I'll return with with some more thoughts, but I wanted to get your... um, your thoughts on, uh, is there anything that, that clicked in your mind through all of that? Um, nothing that really clicked my mind, just the same. I, I like his attitude of uh, staying encouraged, hopeful. Oh, we unplugged there. Yeah, I just, I, it got tangled again. Uh-oh. Oh, in your foot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yeah. Technical difficulties here. All right. I canceled myself. <laughs> he just canceled I just himself. totally canceled myself there. Sure did, brother. So, all right, go ahead, brother. Um, so I was saying, nothing that, you know, pops right away. But I, I like his, the way he, you know, I haven't seen the, the, the CPAC uh, uh, speech, but uh, of what you read and, and the points, you, you know, you, you made is, is you know he's still hopeful, encouraged. He's talking victoriously, like, "Hey, you know what? He's very We're good. He's very out, uh, upbeat, upbeat, and positive." Yeah, and, most uh, definitely. And I mean, almost. This gone. is a man that just went through one of the hard, you know, one of the craziest times in the United States. You know, uh, yeah. a fraudulent uh, election. Fraudulent? You mean? Yeah, yeah. fraudulent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, election, you know, which could be devastating. To, yeah. You know, but yeah. He still comes out with, you know, that positive attitude that, mm-hmm. 
you know, we're looking ahead. I mean, you make some great points as far as, huh, what else is there that we don't know? There's, yeah, you know? there's, there's stuff behind the scenes that we're not seeing and they're not telling us. And that's, that's kind of my conclusion there. Yeah. There are things happening. They're working on things right now. Sure. They're not telling us because otherwise he wouldn't talk that way. Right. He wouldn't have talked that way. There's a number of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me get to HR1. Because we, t- we just heard the suggestions on how to fix the election. Right. Right? Let's look at the opposite, the, the canceling of those suggestions. Mm. This is H.R. 1. So H.R. 1 uh, declares, quote, A state may not require an individual to provide any form of identification as a condition of obtaining an absentee ballot. A state or states may not require notarization or a witness signature or other formal authentication other than voter attestation, them saying that they're a legal voter, as a condition of obtaining or casting an absentee ballot, or casting an an absentee ballot. Mm. So that's one. So that one kind of... It's an attempt to negate the uh, requiring of uh, ID to vote mm-hmm. and signature to vote and verification of signature. Yeah. H.R. 1 would also nationalize the practice of balloting, uh, ballot harvesting. Yeah. Where political operatives are allowed to go around collecting ballots for voters by the thousands and get paid for it, which corrupts the election. Well, Yeah. <laughs> ballot harvesting opens up voters to threats and coercion. Mm, sure. And, and I, was, I said, if somebody comes to my door and trying to threaten me, they're going to leave and, with a medical need. They're going to need to go to the emergency room when I'm done. <laughs> We're just saying that. You know, they could have, it could be a heart attack I'm talking about. You don't know, folks. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody come to my door and threaten me. Uh, ballot harvesting opens up voters to threats and coercion, and there is also no way to know if a ballot harvester decided to throw away collected ballots for, from an area where, and it jumps around on me, uh, where the opposing party is stronger. And they, they mm-hmm. had some of those things happening in the last election. Mm. They found ballots being discarded. Yeah. H.R. 1 also forces states, which, by the way, I think states need to fully rebel against H.R. 1, even if they pass it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, H.R. 1 also forces states to accept same-day voter registration and voting, as well as minimum of 15 days of early voting. State bureaucracies would be required to register people to vote who appear on other government records, automatically registering to vote anyone who applies for a driver's license. Doesn't not receive a driver's license. Yeah, who applies. Just applies for one. Yeah. Food stamps and other uh, things like that. Hmm. So what a disaster that is. That means it, you don't have to be legally in the country. You don't have to no, be a citizen right. in order to vote. You could be from China and vote. Yeah. You could be a Chinese citizen in the country and vote. Mm-hmm. You could be here on vacation and vote. So, 
The bill requires states to allow... You're going to love this one. The bill requires states to allow 16 and 17-year-olds to register. And, oh, my goodness. And without voter <laughs> ID, perhaps to actually cast ballots. All right. Additionally, additionally, the law would force states to allow felons to cast ballots for federal races unless they are currently in prison. Now, the only good thing about that, brother, is that a felon knows another felon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, 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 they know who are the felon-minded yeah. people they'll, in the they'll, government. They'll, they'll, they'll smell their own kind. <laughs> they'll smell their own kind, and they'll probably vote against them. So, Because <laughs> they don't want to be taken advantage of. They want to take advantage of, of them. So, yeah. Imagine the nightmare uh, for election officials who must figure out how to allow felons to vote in federal races. Oh, while geez. ensuring they don't vote in state and local races on the same ballot. Oh, wow. <laughs> H.R. 1, this is the final one, also politicizes the Federal Election Commission by doing away with the long-standing nonpartisan format of six members. Mm. Evenly divided by party with the requirement that the chairman and vice chair be of opposite parties, under the Democrats' new bill, the FEC would become a highly partisan five-member organization controlled by the White House. This newly hyper-partisan federal agency would weld vast power over the political speech, actions, and donations of tens of millions of American citizens, with the practical result being a silencing of the opposing political party. Mm. My suggestion, brother, and I'll get your thoughts on this, is that we have sanctuary voter states. Mm. Sure. Where states rebel and they say, no, we are a sanctuary voter state, H.R. 1 does not apply here. I, I guess. If we have sanctuary states for illegal immigration, we should have sanctuary states for, against H.R. You know, 1. H.R. 1, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, if they can do it, we can do it. I mean, to vote as a citizen, it's a privilege. For anybody that is, you know, an American citizen, right. permanent, well, American citizens, you know. Uh, so... Yeah, I want to be ID'd, and I want them to verify my signature so they right. know that it was me. Right. That's a privilege that we have. I, mm-hmm. I Mexico, whom, you know, they, they have their struggles. They have, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fraud, too, you know, things like that. But you don't get to vote without an ID and without your signature. I haven't voted. I mean, I'm still a Mexican citizen. Right. But, right. I mean, I haven't been in that country since I was 13 years old. I never got the pleasure of, uh-huh. uh, you know, have to vote or anything like that. But I remember my parents. Every time they went to vote, they had their ID and they had to sign. And they compare with a carbon copy back then on the, uh, you know, the area that you're supposed to go and vote. They compare. There it is. So Mexico has less election fraud than America. Yeah. So who's really the third... Uh, the third-rate uh, country, or the third... What do they call them? The third... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, third world. Case, third, third world country. Yeah, yeah exactly. Who's really the third world country? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't look like Mexico is. In it this doesn't case. it, right? <laughs> I mean, Mexico has its problems. I mean, they go yeah. beyond political well, stuff. They're, they're but at least that concept of voting, I mean, I mean that, that would be something that, yeah, we have privilege. Yeah, there's my ID. Check it out. That's my signature. Verify. And now with this whole digital world that we have, it'll be easy to verify somebody's signature. You know, scan somebody's ID, no problem. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, brother, it's uh, interesting yep. stuff for sure. Yeah. Here you go, sure. folks. HR one. Think about it. <laughs> They're trying to steal your country. They're trying to steal. Your, yep. Yep. And this is the globalist doing this. Yeah. Oh They're yeah. Of, to... of course. And if you really think about it, everything that you read that they're saying that you know that HR brings one. You know, brings uh, it's it's you can see it. It's just to make it easier for them to run away with an election. To me, that's the way it seems. It's easier for them to appoint who they want in positions of power, exactly, so that they can push their agenda through and and forget the American people. We don't care what the American people think. You're our commodities. You're not supposed to have a voice, right? You. you are traded on the open market as a commodity because we own you, you're slaves of the international bankers. Shut up, sit down, and stop trying to influence what we do, you slave. In other words, that's basically we're canceling you. <laughs> They've canceled yeah, they're canceling the American people. Yeah. And say we will put in off we will appoint to be the chief executive of the corporation of America. Mm-hmm. That we want to put in, yeah, and you have no say in it. You go ahead and do your exercise in voting of futility, because whatever you vote, it doesn't matter. We're going to fix it to where the person we want, us few elites want, will win, mm. and then we will control that person to do what we want them to do, mm. because you are our slaves. You are our commodity. You're not even human beings. You're not even persons. Yeah. Now, and folks, I'm serious. This is how they view us. You're not even persons. You're our commodities to be traded and to be used for our enrichment in any manner we choose. People haven't heard this, but mm. this is what has been going on my entire lifetime yeah. with these people. And what has happened is a lot of people have woken up to this yeah. and are fighting back. And now these people are not happy at all that this is happening. Sure. And so the reason you're seeing, so this reason I'm saying this is because it helps people to kind of see things with a clearer view of what is actually going on. Why are all these things happening? That's the reason, folks. That's the reason behind all of it. Yeah. Uh, and so now you can kind of understand why they're doing what they're doing. The next step is to figure out how to stop them. Mm. And I think sanctuary states is one of the ways to do it. And s- declare yourself I don't want to use the term sovereign citizen because I don't like that particular movement because they're they're using things they shouldn't use to try and they get to the point of being extreme and ridiculous mm-hmm. and dangerous. Yeah, I would say declare yourself an independent person with a soul 
and declare yourself a non-commodity. I am not your slave, I'm not your commodity, and I will not do as you say. International bankers, people, elites in power, no. We're a sanctuary state. We're a sanctuary city. We're a sanctuary county. We don't abide by your corporate rules here. We're reinstating the Constitution. Yeah. I think that's the way to fight them. And Texas taking the mask off and opening everything up and everything, that is the way to fight them. Yeah. Because what they've basically done is done that. They've said, we're not abiding by your corporation anymore. We're, we're going to be a sanctuary. Yeah. And our people are going to be free. They're not your commodities anymore. That's really what has happened. And that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. They should have done it a year ago. But hey, a year late, million dollars short, that's okay. It's, they still got it done. <laughs> yep. You yep. Know? That's some good, good, uh, that's encouraging for sure. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff, yeah. my brother. Thank I think you. we covered a lot today. We did. We did say we had a lot to cover, so. (laughs) We did, and we can't cover it all because there's so much going on in the news. So if you want more news, folks, watch my YouTube channel. I do news every night. Yes. Go and uh, check out the Trail Thinker. I'll give you news uh, from Africa, YouTube channel. Asia, yeah. yeah, everywhere. He's got it. He's got it. Yeah. My brother loves to share, loves to, and uh, his audience is growing. Uh, it's a blessing yeah. to see that, brother. And, it is. Uh, our desire has always been to bless others because, right. you know, we love the Word of God and we love to, you know, express and uh, uh, talk about these things that happen in our world. So, right. Right. yeah, go check him out. The Trail Thinker uh, YouTube channel. I uh, also encourage you to go to uh, uh, the our Podbean, which is uh, the Vortex Apologetic, uh, Facebook. And we're about just about in every single streaming service out there now for podcasts. So uh, next move will be to start building a website, which is slowly coming along, but eventually... We'll, uh, we'll probably have our own domain name, brother, and uh, oh, good. make okay. it easier to for people to kind of start bringing traffic to that more. Yeah, and then maybe an online store after that. We'll, sure. We'll come up with we some. We got some ideas, huh? We got some ideas, some creative t-shirts, some fun yeah. things that you guys can wear around and kind of shock people and have fun with people with and yep. uh, enjoy enjoy that so uh, we, we we got some ideas on that so we'll have some <laughs> logo shirts and things like oh, that yeah. So, oh yeah oh yeah so things are in the work slowly but yeah. they're coming yep. thank you my brother for blessing us other than that if you have anything else close us out alright everybody we uh, appreciate you listening and remember keep your mind sharp and your heart pure we'll see you next podcast we'll catch you on the flip side you have been listening to the vortex apologetic podcast hey there ladies and gentlemen we want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the vortex apologetic podcast it's a blessing to have you we hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested uh, we wanted to thank our families for supporting us, especially our wives, that uh, they uh, put up with us. They allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God. And uh, in return, they help us as well and they keep us accountable. It's a blessing to have them in our lives. So we want to especially thank them. I uh, also want to just thank uh, our church, uh, our friends, and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to be encouraged about. 
want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us and uh, it's a blessing to have in our life. Other than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Uh, we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you. Peace.